Our scripture for this morning comes out of Luke 8. So if you want to grab your Bible, open to Luke 8, 16. We'll start there. Or there's a Bible in the seat rack in front of you. You could open there as well. Luke 8, 16 to 21. I'm reading out of the NLT, the New Living Translation. These are the words of Jesus. He says, no one lights a lamp and then covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. So pay attention to how you hear. Those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Then Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him, but they couldn't get to him because of the crowd. Someone told Jesus, your mother and your brothers are standing outside. They want to see you. Jesus replied, my mother and my brothers are those who hear God's word and obey it. Amen. Thank you, Aaron. All right. Good morning, Calvary. All right. You guys are like dead today. So something's going on. Like, I don't know if it's the wind or what, but we got to like shake it out a little bit. All right, let's go. So good morning, Calvary. All right, all right. Yeah, you're freaking me out a little bit. Now, wind is evil, so I understand, okay? The wind is a great evil. It's a tool of the enemy, mostly to blow down my Christmas decorations when the time comes. But uh, that's, we, anyway, we pray against it. We're happy it came today and not Tuesday. But uh, we, are, we are excited, though, to get into the Word of God today. So I encourage you to have your Bible still open to that Luke 8. And, you know, let me just real quick, though, kind of just... Let's get the light turned on. Does that feel better? Maybe that's why you're kind of sleepy, because the lights are off. Uh, but we've got the light back on now, and we can see that the light is here. All right, now today we are talking about how we can uh, see the light. We need to see the light. And in this passage, we think about this, how Jesus has said some things over the course of these first eight chapters of Luke, and really they're just in these last couple chapters that we've been in, where he says some things like, hey, it's, you don't go to the doctor when you're healthy, you go to the doctor when you're sick. It's just kind of like, duh, right? Like, this is the kind of thing that you would do. I, I've been talking about this. Like, we don't uh, picket specks in other people's eyes when we have a giant plank coming out of our own. Like, that would be absurd. We wouldn't do that. We don't build our house on a flash flood plane, right? Just on the path of a flash flood, perfect spot for my home. No, we don't do that. That would be ridiculous. We don't try to find figs on a thorn bush. We don't throw seeds to try to plant them on the sidewalk. These are all things that we would never do. And then he says here, when you light a lamp, right? When you light a lamp, now let me look here, not just on my lamp here, but on the screen. A lamp was a little bit more like this in the day of Jesus. Now think about in the first century, you gotta kinda like take yourself back. Lighting a lamp is not just as easy as this was for me here. 
lighting a lamp, I mean, you've got to make sure you are buying oil or making, like producing this oil in some way for yourself. You've got to have your lamp. You probably have to have a bunch of these things because that's not very much light when you think about your house. This is before electricity. You're not just like, everything's not just lit up and probably outside feels very dark compared to what it feels like in our world today with just so much kind of just light everywhere with street lights and all of that. It's just a very different thing. And so light was precious. Light was valuable. This oil you need for your lamps, this is a precious commodity. And so you would never just light your lamp and then be like, you know what? This looks good like this, but you know, I, I know it's like good like this, but how about that? Yeah, that's good. That's what we want with our light. So just like cover it. It's just like to do this is really, really dumb, right? Like that is really what Jesus is trying to have us understand. That if this is what you were to do, or you were to take, it even says in the text, if you were to take this lamp and then stick it under your bed, like that's crazy. Like just, you would never do that. And so all these things that I just said are all these different ways that people are doing something that Jesus is trying to point out as just patently absurd. It's just ridiculous too. We would never want to do that. We want our light to shine, right? We want the light to be seen. We would never light a lamp and then cover it up like that. And so for us, what I want us to do today is to get into why, why does he say this and what is he talking about that is so ridiculous when it comes to it, all right? So what it is is that the, the lamp, the light, what this represents, this represents the teaching and the message of Jesus. So the teaching and message of Jesus, the gospel of the kingdom of God, that is the light. And so that light of Jesus should be on public display in our lives. We would never take the light and just hide it. So it's absurd that we would then have the light of the gospel of the kingdom of God in our lives and then hide that. We want that to be on display with how we live our lives. Just let's remind ourselves of verse 16. Just encourage you to keep like in this text so you can be reading it, checking it out. No one lights a lamp and covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. A lamp's placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. And so that, that lamp, that light of Jesus' teaching really shows the way to God. It shows what God's mission is in this world, that we want to be part of his kingdom, that we are under the king. Jesus is king. Is he your king, the king of your life? And that should be seen, that should be on display in all you do. And so there's this expression, right? I saw the light. Like there's that moment where you were kind of, you didn't know what was going on, but all of a sudden you saw the light. It's kind of like you're going down one way and like, oh, I saw the light. And then you're turning and going like the right way. Ah, oh, I saw the light. It's, it's kind of like repentance in that way, if you think about it, that you're going a direction and then you see the light and you turn in a different direction. Because again, the light is the light of Jesus and who he is and why he has come. And so if the light is hidden, if it's put away or hidden or, or not like shown or even not received, it's, it's not because of the messenger of Jesus, it's because of the soils. 
It's because of the receiver. Now, remember last week, that's why I'm like, have your Bible open, because it's always good. Like, we teach these things in little chunks as we go, but sometimes we can forget what was just before. Like, what did he just say? And so it's important to recognize, oh yeah, he just said this whole thing about the different kinds of soils. And that, that, that the seed going out of this, like the word of God going out and it's like planting it on the sidewalk, that's not gonna work. It's not received. That's ridiculous, right? That, that, that we wanna have that fertile soil that receives the message of God. And so here again, we wanna be ones that then shine that light of that message to others. And so that's what we're called to do. Now, interestingly, I want you to see a couple things. This little like expression of like, I would never light a lamp and then put a bowl over it or a basket over it or hide it under the bed. That's like in the Bible a few different times. People that are maybe lifer Christians or grew up in the church, you kind of maybe, or maybe it's just because you're old like me, but you remember like hide it under a bushel. No, I'm gonna let it shine, right? There's like little kid songs. So like, would I hide it under a bushel? No, I'm gonna let it shine. Like that's what we would do. We would never hide it under a bushel. And then like nowadays you're like, I said this word and what, what is a bushel? Like I don't even know because I live in Orange County in 2023. But it's just like a basket or something. Like I would never just put a basket over my lamp in my house. That's absurd. Now. He uses this a few different times. Like Mark 4 is just the same story again, Mark 4, 21. But if you take your Bible and just turn a couple pages to Luke 11. So we're in Luke 8. He just tells this story. If you just go a couple pages over to Luke 11:33, Luke 11:33, it says, check this out. No one lights a lamp and then hides it or puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. That's like the same thing, right? Like it's like really essentially the same thing. But he then makes a different illustration with it. He says then verse 34, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when it's unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. If you're filled with light with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant as though a floodlight were filling you with light. That's pretty interesting. Like, so, okay, so our, our eyes are like taking in. I think it's almost kind of like the soils, right? Like our eye is taking in what we see. We wanna be taking in what is good, what is of the light of Jesus rather than of darkness. What are we consuming? We'll, we'll dig a lot more into this in like, I don't know what, like a year or something when we get to Luke 11, but like by, by the time we get there, we'll dig more into this passage. But that's kind of interesting, I just think, to me, that Jesus uses that same sort of object lesson again for a slightly different thing. Now, if you go also back a little bit to Matthew 5, Matthew 5, 14, and that is where he talks about this as well. This is in the Sermon on the, Sermon on the Mount. He says, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. And then check this out. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. So this is something Jesus likes talking about because then he gives 
A different illustration here, he says, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Okay, so now he's comparing this whole thing like you don't light a lamp and put a blanket over it. No, that would be dumb. And so what you do even with your life is you let your light shine. You have light in you, the light of Jesus is you, you are the light. So let your light shine by your good deeds, by the good things you do, by the way you serve others, by the way you proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God, let your light shine to others so that they will know your heavenly father. Okay, so like, wow, this, this illustration is teaching us about a whole, a whole bunch of different things. But here he takes a slightly different direction than what we see in those other ones and in this next verse where he says the light not only illuminates or shows the way but the light exposes the light exposes what is hidden the light exposes the truth uh, verse 17 for all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. So the light, it exposes the truth of who Jesus is to a world that doesn't know him. The light also exposes the truth of our hearts, what's going on deep down. As we'll see, then he kind of gets into like, so pay attention to how you respond because the light is exposing. Now that can be really kind of a scary thing to have what is hidden exposed. But my, uh, what, I, what I wanna say first, and then we'll kind of work our way through it, is that it is always a good thing when what is hidden is revealed or the darkness is exposed to the light because it eventually results in healing and forgiveness and love and like that you are cared for by a good and holy God. That is where it will lead us. But that hidden stuff inside, that's not good. We're not gonna be able to live a life that is healthy and honoring the Lord and producing and bearing fruit with our lives when we have hidden junk. Now, we all have it, okay? We all have stuff. We've all got things that we've just, we either want to ignore even about ourselves or we definitely don't want anyone else to know. But here it's like, hey, all secrets are gonna be re revealed eventually. No matter what, everything will be made known. And it might not be made known today or tomorrow, but some point in your life, what is secret will be made known. And it might even be at the judgment seat of Christ that that is what is revealed. We wanna, we wanna like reach out and pursue that sense of knowing ourselves and knowing the truth of our hearts and letting that be exposed to the light. We cannot have a secret life. The people I have seen in this life go down and really, 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 really have like just tragic results of their life. More often than not, it's because there was something that was hidden, that was dark, that the light was not yet exposed to. And instead of them saying, God, search me, know me, reveal what is hidden, they kept trying to hide it, kept trying to hide it, kept trying to hide it. But when we reveal, when we allow that light of Christ to shine into it, then we can experience healing. That's a good thing. 
And so we can't have that unexposed stuff. Even if we think it's hidden from others, sometimes we even think it's hidden from God. But guess what? God always knows. Have you heard of this thing called the Jahari window? Jahari. What I, I, you know what I didn't know? is like I was like, Jahari, that's such a weird word. What is that name? Like, and it's like named after two people named Joe and Harry. <laughs> like literally, Johari. Johari. Like, uh, and it's like, I thought that was like amazing. <laughs> just two psychologists. So this is just like a, psych, a psychological thing. I'm not like saying like these people know stuff about anything else in the world, but this is super helpful, okay? This, this concept is very, very helpful for us to think about. So you have these four different windows right here. And we all, we all have all of this. Okay, so we have to think about these areas. We have the open area, the parts that, that you know about yourself and others know about you as well. So I'll just try and give some cheesy illustrations then I'll get a little more serious, okay? But like, like I, you know I like you too because I know I like you too and I don't stop talking about it, right? So it's like, that's something that I know about myself and you know about me. That is an open area, okay? So that open area. And th- then you've got the like hidden area areas. Hidden areas are things that I know, but you don't know. So you don't know that all along I've been secretly listening to Creed and Nickelback, but like, you know, and loving that, you know, and so this baseball season, I've just been like fired up, but like that was something I was keeping secret and hidden, but you now, you know, that's actually not true, but it's like that kind of a thing, right? Where um, that hidden part of ourselves that is then can be much more serious. But a blind spot is something that I don't see or don't know about myself, but others can see. So like you're all out there and you're thinking, man, he just wears black every week, but he doesn't realize he looks terrible in black. I think I look really great in black, but everybody else is like, no, man, what are you doing? And so, so, you know, that kind of thing, like something I, it's a blind spot to me, something I don't know about myself. But then there's this unknown, the things that I don't know about myself but also others don't know about me. But there could still be parts of, that can still be a part of who I am. I can be prideful, I can be filled with pride, and I don't see that in myself. And I act out of that pride, and maybe others don't see that as pride, they see that in some ways like confidence or success or something like that, but that's actually something's eating away at you on the inside. I feel like, the couple narcissists I've known in my life, that's kind of how that's played out, where they just, like, they don't see that as a problem, but then it just, at some point, kind of explodes because it's been hidden even from themselves. And so I bring all this up because as we think about this and the light shining and exposing these parts of ourselves, it's, it's really good. We want the light to come in and shine into those parts. Now, when I think about the blind spot, I've had like a couple friends. Um, if you could just bring like the camera like really in, like bring it Tammy, especially you Tammy, bring it right in on me. That's Tammy Harris back there. Tammy Harris is a friend that has told me things about myself that I didn't know. <laughs> okay, that's uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> That's like maybe even a good illustration. Yeah, it's uncomfortable and it starts zooming in, you know, like, ah! But, uh, but literally, Tammy Harris, sitting at that camera, <laughs> what's happening? I don't know, see, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> but she really has. She's exposed me to parts of myself 
that like where I was treating people in a way that was harsh or aggressive or wanted to get to the goal of what we were trying to do without caring about the person. And I've been so grateful to her and a couple others, maybe Melissa Broche and probably Dave Mitchell too, but that have helped me with some of this, okay, to see these parts of myself that I wasn't, like, that I wasn't realizing were true about me, that I was treating people, like, poorly and only caring about the thing that we are trying to accomplish together. And then that came out in those bad ways, but that, um, I was blind to it. And so I needed a friend that was willing to say the thing. Like, that takes courage and bravery to say that to a friend. Now, you don't want to be the person that's always saying that to people or else you're just kind of the jerk, right? So you got to, this kind of stuff, you got to be like kind of careful and aware and be in prayerful, asking the spirit to be leading you of when you should be talking to people about that kind of stuff. But we, we need to have people that will say those things and we need to be people who can hear those things. The light exposing the parts of ourselves that are dark? And are we willing to hear that and not just respond defensively? Because we live in a world right now that like, it just feels like everyone is on the defense. That no one's willing to admit they are wrong. No, no, I can't can't be wrong about this whole thing. I'm just gonna double down on defending myself or arguing back or whatever that might be. Like we, we're like, even like our kids, man, like in schools, it's like people come and say, oh, that there's this issue with your child. My child's not bad, you're bad. You know, like that's the reaction that people have. And nobody's actually like, that's not, we're not saying your kid's bad, but like, you know what I mean. Um, Although maybe it's that we're all bad and we need Jesus. Um, and so we need to be able to say those hard things, but we need, need to be able to hear those hard things. But then also, that whole box here of the unknown, that should lead us to our knees. That should drive us to our knees in prayer. Lord, please reveal the stuff that I don't see and even my brothers and sisters and friends and family don't see. God, please reveal that in me that I might be healed, that I might grow, that I might thrive, that I could live a life filled with joy and confidence in the Lord. Like that is the kind of life that we need to be able to have, but we need to have that stuff rooted out of us, the stuff that is dark, the stuff that has not been exposed to the light. Because I know in periods of my life where I have been in like, just kind of blatant sin against the Lord in opposition to God. I have, like I described this in high school, especially where I had this, where I knew God was real. I believed in Jesus. I was a Christian, but I was shoving God to the back of my head. That's kind of like, sort of like metaphorically shoving God to the back. Lord, just stay back there because you're real, but could you just be quiet? I don't want to hear it from you right now. Right? Like, I don't want to know what is dark within me. I don't want to be exposed to that. I don't want to feel guilt or things like that. Like, I think, again, I think guilt is good. <laughs> Shame is bad. Shame's put on you by someone that says you're bad. It's put on you by someone else that says you're bad. But guilt is conviction of sin. We should be convicted of the sin in our life as we are exposed to it. And then what we do is we repent and we drop to our knees and say, God, forgive me. Wash me clean. And then what he does is he clothes you with righteousness. 
He puts upon you beautiful robes of perfection that is found in him. He forgives you. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. But we have to get exposed to the darkness, the light coming in and healing those parts of us that are broken. And so some of that comes through things like discipleship, having a a friend or a person in your life, another person in the church that's pouring into you. It could be things like Stephen ministry where we can help connect you to someone that's a, a listening ear for you that you can just be chatting with. It could be something like prayer counseling or spiritual direction or it could be celebrate recovery, all of that soul care ministry kind of stuff. Celebrate recovery is all about shining a light on that stuff and being open and honest about it and then all those hurts, habits, and hangups that we have in our lives and then experiencing growth and healing. And so we need to be, like have the light shined in on the dark parts. Now, you might have been listening to all this thinking like, yeah, I know some people that need that. Now, just stop for a second and think about how you need that, okay? The light of Christ shining into those dark parts of your heart. And then we need to pay attention. Pay attention to how we respond to God in this. So look at these last few verses and into this kind of like maybe what seems like odd part about Jesus's mother and brothers. Verse 18. So pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Then Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him, but they couldn't get to him because of the crowd. Someone told Jesus, your mother and brothers are standing outside. They want to see you. Jesus replied, my mother and my brothers are all those who hear God's word and obey it. All right. That could, you could take that as, wow, that was harsh, Jesus. Kind of cold on your mom and your brothers there a little bit. But I, I think you need to hear that differently than that. It's not discounting his mother and brothers. What it is is him saying, this is how important this is. I want to drive this home again. It's like as dumb as covering a light with a blanket, and it's as important as when you hear my word and obey it, you are being my mother, you are being my brothers, you are being my family. Because Jesus is also reminding us he's not just this guy living, uh, walking around Jerusalem and Galilee and these different areas in Israel in the first century. He is the God of the universe in human form. And so we are all part of that family of God, not just these people here. And they are just starting to understand that themselves. But it is not just those who hear it. He says, pay attention to how you hear. Not just hearing the word, but he says it's those who hear it and obey it. When we hear it and obey it. So when we hear his teaching and then do what it says. Now, hearing properly is that both listening and obeying. And and again, now part of that is, is love, okay? Part of that teaching is love, that we would hear 
Jesus' teachings about love, that we would receive the love of the Father in our lives first, then we respond with loving God then first, and then we respond with loving one another first. He kind of is like, it's all first, he says. Okay, it's all like the big greatest commandment, this loving God and loving one another, that, it's, that, that is what it's about. So that's his teaching. So we wanna, he says, that's my most important teaching. So we wanna make sure that we are hearing that teaching and obeying it, living it out. To not live it out would be as dumb as putting a blanket over our lamp. We have to actually live it out. And he says, what you'll be blessed with is as you do, you're blessed with more insight from him. But if you don't live that out, you won't be. You'll, you'll have this curse of losing even more insight. Neutrality is not possible. There's not just this kind of like, yeah, cool, sounds good, sweet, you know, like, all right, sounds good. No, it's, that is not possible. Even for his mother and brothers, it's not optional to live it out. Those who are my mother and brothers are those who actually live out my teaching. So that's what we are called to do. Jesus doesn't hate his mother and brothers. He just wants us to understand how serious he takes this. So let's be people who take it as seriously as he does. So today is a day as we're gonna um, transition a little bit. Today's a day, uh, one of these fifth Sundays, where we have a little more focus on prayer. And I want our focus on prayer today to be a little bit more about confession. Now I'm not gonna make you like confess out loud to like the person next to you or something. That's not how we're gonna do this. Um, you can if you want, it's up to you. But um, I was thinking about this notion, because as the light exposes what is dark, we want to confess that, like repent of that. We want to do that even as a church, confess the things that we like, have been, you know, that we have been faltering in, that we haven't been living out. We've been hearing but not obeying. So we want to confess that as a church. We want to, we're going to spend a little time just listening and having some private time of confession before the Lord, and then praying over each other some prayers of like healing and blessing of God over that. But James 5.16, do you know this, this verse? It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Confess your, it doesn't say confess your sins to God there. It says confess your sins to each other. And I was sort of thinking about like the, you know, like the whole Catholic confessional booth thing. Like I was never raised in the Catholic church or anything like that. I don't have experience in that, but like just seeing it on the movies as you like go in and confess to the priest. Now, here's the thing. That is like so wrong in so many ways. We do not need to confess to a priest and have them absolve us of our sins. So all of that is completely unneeded and unnecessary. I think probably the one good part in that is what you're doing is confessing your sins to one another. Here it says, so that you may be healed. It's helpful to do that with someone. It doesn't have to be a priest. It can be a friend. It can be uh, a counselor of some sort. It can be uh, a pastor. It can be someone discipling you, like someone in your life that you're sharing with, confessing to one another, and you'll be healed. And then Psalm 139, 23 says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. 
Do you have secrets? Do you have hidden stuff? Ask God to search you, to reveal, to shine a light into those parts of you that could offend him. And that will eventually then, as you confess that, that leads you along the path of everlasting life. So this is good. We'll have some time of confession. And so what I'd like us to do is I have some corporate confessions for us to speak out uh, that I've written that are really from, for the vast majority of them, not all of them are from Luke, things that uh, Jesus has been pointing out in the gospel of Luke. So what I'd like us to do is could we stand? Would you please stand? You can just kind of put your stuff to the side. Let's stand and speak these. After we speak these, and I'll pray for us. Josh is going to come up and we'll sing a song of just kind of that we can reflect on some of our own confession that we need to make. So let's, let's speak these words, a few slides of this. Say these with me. We confess placing our worries above you. We confess placing money above you. We confess placing pleasure above you. And we confess placing power above love. We confess placing politics above you. We confess placing our reputation above you. We confess placing temptations above you. And we confess hiding the light of the gospel. One more. We confess placing comfort above obedience. We confess self-centeredness and pride. We confess not living out our beliefs. And we confess our self-reliance and lack of dependence on you. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we need you, Lord. We desperately need you. And we have placed so many things as idols, Lord, above you and above your way. And so I pray, God, that in our church and in our lives, you would reveal, shine a light into what needs to be forgiven. But what needs to be exposed to your light and your teaching, God. So I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would speak into our hearts and minds over these next several minutes, God. May you reveal what is hidden even from us that we might experience your grace. Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. You may be seated. As we sing this song, just begin to reflect and then I'll come back and, and lead us into a next time of silence. <laughs>